Radio. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now sometimes i feel like somebody's watching me and i got no privacy john my wife just said stop singing it's annoying it's okay it's all right. It is annoying. I'm <laughs> not sitting here. Pretend- yeah, I'm not. I'm not sitting here pretending that it's not. Yeah. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> I know what it is. All right. <laughs> Does doesn't change the fact that I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> it's, it's just like it's just like going to bed with me. <laughs> I know it's annoying. <laughs> it's not changing the fact that I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. Let's start the show. Welcome to Super Movie Brothers. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Dave. I'm your host, Super Movie Brother Jay. And this is the news, our movie news for this week. And since we got a new trailer for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, we're going to be doing a trailer park brief breakdown of that trailer. But... We don't want to. We don't want to belabor the point too long. Let's get right into this week's news. All right, Jay. First up, uh, right after we were done recording last time around, uh, we were we we talked about Justice League, Zack Snyder, whether we we thought that that this was worthy of sequels, whether we thought Warner Brothers would sign on to sequels, given the fan you know reaction sure. to it all. Warner Brothers didn't <laughs> didn't wait long. Didn't they tried to get ahead of those hashtags and they were just like yeah it's not happening there's there's not going to be a Snyderverse this is it thank you for forcing us to do this but we're not going to go in and just green light two more sequels especially we would never green light you know a sequel where Superman's son becomes Batman that's just ridiculous no god no god please no no no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think that was. I'm really happy to hear them do that and be, you know, stand their ground because it's the reality check of it all. I mean, it's like I don't think you know all these fanboys crying out. It's like you just don't. You really got. You guys just you can cry all you want, but you don't really understand the whole logistics of how to make a movie. <laughs> There's so many 
things to this where you can't just make something just right. because you want to. Um, the fanboys enjoyed the four-hour-long movie and stuff like that. It's what they've always wanted, and and it garnered so much, um, you know, so so much so much buzz that that it, it did catch some general audience and got sure. people, you know, interested in it. But it's not like they made their money back or anything like that. This is not, you know, they lost no, they a shitload money. of money. They spent seventy million dollars to make that on top of a, a movie that already had a three hundred thousand dollar budget. Right. That 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 then had to do half of the reshoots. Uh, then you add in marketing, which so it probably had a close to six hundred million dollar budget, and then you had seventy million dollars on top of that. Yeah, there there was no financial gain with this, and and nope. you know it just makes no sense to play in this wheelhouse anymore. You made peace with it. You you right the wrongs in many ways, and you know kudos on what you accomplished but god damn it let's just move on everybody <laughs> and, and and maybe Please. the goodwill uh for warner brothers having with them having done this will be enough uh, of of the reward for them in the end you know i think maybe. so i i I, th- I think that is certainly going to be a great card that they can kind of hold up with especially right. within hollywood you know, as far as like respectable credibility, because sure. they, they took a big blow with the whole HBO uh, blowback and um, and and the the day and date for all their theatrical releases in 2021. That that was a big blowback initially, and you know they're trying to get back in good graces. Absolutely. Uh, look, I'm I'm ecstatic for this news. Um, not not ecstatic, but like I think it's the right move on their part. But time will tell because the hashtags have started and they haven't stopped in 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 the weeks since Justice League has been released. So they've already they've already given in once. It's very possible they may give in again. Next news story. Uh, also, along with that, with with you know postscript to that previous news story, uh, before we get into the next one, uh, the air cut isn't coming either. <laughs> so, <laughs> just just in case you were wondering, yeah, uh, no, that that was also and, and part, part of that. Is still a little sore about that. He's a little butter. He's a little yeah. butter. But uh, he's got he's got diaper rash a little bit more than my but, son does uh, at this point. Yeah, by by far. I mean, that's just one of those things where it's like you know, nobody. I don't even think anybody really wants it. You know, I just don't care yeah. enough. I just don't care enough because you just don't care about these characters as much as you do with no. the Justice League characters. Not obviously. really. It's completely different. And especially when you're getting a The Suicide Squad coming out by James Gunn, which is a sequel to it. We'll talk about it um, in, in our Trailer Park breakdown. But, uh, you know, you can't have competing views on these same characters when mm-hmm. they're coming out at the same time. It, right. there, there wasn't much risk for Warner Brothers to put out the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League, or at least it was low risk. Uh, there's a bigger, higher risk for them to do an A or cut of it um especially if it changes some status quos of characters so next news story rj uh feather in our cap um at least in my cap because i had been saying for a long fucking time that mark my words black widow will eventually come to disney plus before it went to theaters now they uh, or at least it would do the premiere access thing is what i'm saying and that is exactly what they're doing Black Widow has moved from its May release date to July 9th now, and it will be coming to Disney Plus Premier Access day and date with the theater. I, I put in the applause sound. There aren't just not people here, um, you know, but I, I, I feel like I, you know, I'm vindicated a little bit. <laughs> Vindication! It's the right decision, and I it think is. it's also the right decision that they bumped it a little bit. Um, yeah. It's not not significant, but it's a little bit, and and it's uh, 
I think it's the right decision. It's the right. It decision. just feels. It just feels good to be right. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it really does. But no, I, I understand that Disney. You know, we we talked about uh, Disney holding it close to the vest and stuff like that when Venom moved. You know, Venom was moved to uh, again and again and again. Um, but Sony needs needs to announce those because they need people to be ready for that to come out. They need, they need people to 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 be excited for that. So they need it to stay in the news, and and they can't put it out at a time when when, when people aren't going to see it because it's kind of like an unproven property because the first one didn't do so well. Whereas Black Widow sits firmly in this universe that is a 100% proven property. Uh, and, you know, it, it's it's still a high risk for Disney to put it out here and in theaters because I, I I still don't think it's going to make the money. But I think Disney just eventually looked at at the numbers that other movies were doing and they went like, regardless of whether we release it on Disney Plus or put it in the theaters, people still aren't going to the theaters in in the waves that we thought that they would be returning to the theaters. We're not going to make the money that we want to make off of this. So the best way to do it is is to split our revenue stream in half. And then you got to remember that, you know, the studio is making a cut of what is uh the majority of the cut of what is paid for a movie ticket. Um but they're making 100% of that $30 that people are spending on Disney Premier Access. So it, it, it may not match um, with what the movie ticket sales will do, but I still I, I still think I, I I'm not sure if they'll break even, but I think you know this is the lowest risk for them rather than just pushing it out to the theater. Sure. Sure. And I, I don't know what it is. It's just something about this film I think is a perfect marriage for this setup. And I think it's I think it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty successful. I, I really I think do. because seemingly on the surface Black Widow is better word of mouth it, that way too, I think. But I, I think on the surface, like we see Black Widow, and, it, and we know that it takes place sometime after Civil War, but sometime before Infinity, uh, Infinity War, and and uh, we're just like, okay, it, it, so it must not have a big impact on the on on the MCU as a whole, because I think like on the surface that's what you think, but if you listen to Feige and everything else, it's like no, no, no. This is our first feature film in Phase Four. This has massive implications on what's going to be going on in the future. Oh, is it okay? But on the surface, it looks like it kind of looks like it's we're, we're we're doing a prequel essentially. But um, so I, I think you're right. I think it going to Disney Plus is is probably going to be best for it. Uh, that also means that all the other MCU movies that are slated for release, uh, including Shang-Chi uh, and The Legend of the Ten Rings, uh, as well as The Eternals, they have been moved back right along with this as well. Next news story. RJ, everybody's favorite actress over 70. At least, at least no, let me say this. Not everyone's favorite actress. The hottest actress over 70, Helen Mirren. Swing, swing. Tentpole, <laughs> she's a babe. She's magically babelicious. She tested very high on the stroke ability scale. Because <laughs> even, uh, even, even in her 70s and 80s, she can still get it. Uh, she is set to play a villainous role in the Shazam sequel. She will be playing Hespera. What do you think of Helen Mirren being in a comic book franchise, Jay? Always a good thing. <laughs> Helen Mirren in anything is a good thing. It is. I know. Even in the fucking Fast and Furious movies. Right? Sh- showing up as Deckard Shaw's fucking mama. Uh, like, I was like, oh, Helen Mirren. She can do no wrong. That explains why why Deckard Shaw is so attractive now. That that, that, expl- that explains it. <laughs> 
yeah, I'm I'm a I'm a big fan of Helen, and I think she she's just one of those women that knows her presence. I think on screen and knows how to dial it the to just the right degree that matches yeah. up with the project perfectly. Yeah, exactly. You know, exactly. It, and I, I think I think she's you've seen her in in like quote unquote funny movies like Red and stuff like that, playing a comedic role and stuff like that. So I think in the Shazam universe, I I, I think she fits right in. I think it's perfect. So next news story. RJ, John Wick is losing their architect. Derek Colstead, who is the screenwriter and the creator of the John Wick franchise, will not be involved in chapters four and five. Does this make you worried for for John Wick chapter four, John Wick chapter five? Um, are, you, um, are you fatigued on John Wick? Because I felt the fatigue in three. I think by the time three was wrapping up, I was like, mm. I, I agree. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it at this point. I agree with that. Um, however, it just depends on the angle that they go with or the direction they go with going forward. Are they going to like kind of shift gears? Are they going to go even more hammed up and like go bonkers bullshit stuff? I, I would like to see a little bit more of a pivot and bring it back down to like John Wick one, you know, again, uh, something on par with that. I, I, I don't think I want to get it. I don't. I don't think I want it to keep expanding and expanding into more, bigger and bigger and bigger. But I, I think would they like are going to gonna go of, bigger. I think. Yeah, well, with, then with, I would. I wouldn't like that. Then I. I, I, I don't. think with John Wick teaming up with Lawrence Fishburne at the end of of Chapter Three, or at least a, a seeming team up. Uh, you know, he rescues him. I see them starting their own, like you know. Uh, underground league of assassins and and building their own army to go up against you know the I, the greater threat i I, that's, yeah. I see it scaling up not down well in that way i can get behind it i think it's just the scope i think the whole scope and action sequences and 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 things like yeah. that that they had going on that were getting very flamboyant um not to say it was like not fun to watch and well done i mean i right. for one thought that that horse scene was going to be a disaster in the movie when i saw that in trailer and it turned out to being way cooler yeah. than i ever expected it to be so <laughs> uh-huh. i would say you know with with john like I, I i agree with you i would like to see john wick actually scaled down i would love it if they did a john wick as if it's like dread 3d was sure sure it's john wick starts at the bottom of of one of the hotels and works his way up to the top i would you know what oh i got an idea just like jurassic park did do like this prelog like um a pre prologue it's called prelude a prelude prelude, uh (laughs) like mini movie prelogue is when i take my A prelog is where I take I my, my, my my cleansing pill and I don't get to the bathroom exactly. in time. That's the prelog. Just, a prologue is yes. what happens before a story starts. Yes. Do like <laughs> do like a 10 15 minute movie of something like that with John Wick. That yeah. would be fucking sick. That'd be an awesome appetizer. Essentially a game of death with with John Wick. Yes, for this series and, and like, sure. you know, especially you can do it for covid times super easily. 
You know, it's very safe, cost efficient, keeps them in the zeitgeist of things before, you know, the follow up movies. I think it's a genius idea by me. Sure. Thank you. And uh, <laughs> um, to do, because uh, I think it makes sense. It really does. I think you can do that pretty easily. And I think it fits this world. And I think it would keep the franchise kind of in the forefront of everyone, people, everybody's uh, minds because Keanu's busy right now. He's got a lot of shit going on. So. You want to make sure that people don't forget about John Wick. So to to answer the question that we posed at the beginning of it, no, uh, John Wick losing its architect, its creator doesn't worry me because nah. I was already worried nah. about the franchise after three anyway. So we'll just have to wait and see on John yep. Wick chapters uh, four and five. Next news story. RJ, uh, the new Resident Evil film that is going to be coming to Netflix, uh, it gets a title. It's going to be called Welcome to Raccoon City. Don't call me a raccoon! I meant Trash Panda. Is that better? I don't know. It's worse. It's so much worse. It will be, again, completely unrelated to the other Resident Evil franchise that was that was done by uh, Anderson. And uh, the new director claims that it will take place in the mansion and it will be creepy as fuck. Yeah, that's that's all you, dude. I, I, that's not my kind of movie. Sign me up. I'm I'm, I'm a fan of the of the Resident Evil franchise uh, of games. I wasn't a fan of the movie franchise. I think this is the right direction. You know, kind of taking more of a cue from the from the games and having it being located in Raccoon City and staying within Raccoon City, unlike the other the other series where by three they were you know in a post apocalyptic wasteland out in the desert and traveling around all these umbrella facilities i i think keeping it uh starting it off within the mansion and within raccoon city and having you know your your base characters that people are familiar with from the video games instead of creating your own new character and stuff i think this is a far stronger place to go especially as like a netflix property with what i assume is kind of like a tainted uh film property like resident evil it's always going to have its fans but i don't think you know the theaters would be the right place for it just like uh i i think the same thing about mortal kombat you know i i i don't know what mortal kombat would have done if it went you know to the theaters uh solely i don't think it would have been a big hit but i watched that as a mortal kombat fan and i see what they're doing and i went that's mortal kombat that's the modern mortal kombat they promise that that is going to be one of the bloodiest goriest films that that people have seen in a long time and it's like i'm ready for it because that's what mortal kombat is to me so you get me you understand it you get the fandom um but is the fandom large enough to to make its money and then a profit back not sure same thing with Resident Evil at this point. Next news story. <laughs> Former James Bond, Pierce Brosnan, will be playing Dr. Fate in the Black Adam movie. I love it. So do I. Uh, so if you don't know uh, who Dr. Fate is, is dr fate is not exactly one person um anyone who puts on the helmet can become dr fate essentially so it, it's a helmet that is that is possessed and when you put the the helmet on you essentially become dr fate so it's had multiple versions of it and we don't know which version that he will be playing we just know that he will be dr fate uh i i like it you know it's 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 a fun you know it's a fun role for him i think and you know i i dr fate it, he's one of those characters that's not like he's not like a tentpole dc character or anything like that but he's fun and you can do a lot with the character mm -hmm. yeah so, and i think uh, pierce and, has shown his range especially 
uh, post Bond uh, enough where, you know, he you could see he could do a lot. He could do a lot. He could do drama. He could do a lot of uh, uh, tongue-in-cheek kind of humor. And he still has a great screen presence. Exactly, exactly. So it's I, I, I do you know I, it's one of those things where it's like depending on what you do with the character, like you you're not going to upset too many people if it's not exactly like the comic book version, right? It's not like Batman making quips or Batman killing people where everyone goes, "That's not my Batman." It's not what my Batman does. Sure, no one's there's not going to be many people standing up in a theater just going like, "That's not Doctor Fate." That's not what Dr. Fate would do. He doesn't have that much right. following. So, You'll um, get like I, seven tweets on Twitter. That's about it. Exactly. Yeah. I just love no I, I just love Pierce Brosnan and I like and I like seeing him in other properties that I'm excited for. So looking good. Next news story. RJ, we got we got two stories that are gonna blend together here. because uh, they both are about the Flash movie that's coming, the quote unquote Flash movie, whether it's Flashpoint or not, that remains to be seen. But it looks like Billy Crudup, who previously played Barry Allen's father in Zack Snyder's Justice League and Joss Whedon Justice League cut, he will be replaced by Ron Livingston. So Ron Livingston will now take up the role of Henry Allen. Getting rid of these people here. Uh, first Mr. Samir not gonna, not gonna, not gonna work here anymore anyway. <laughs> no, I, I don't, and I'm not really sure why Billy Crudup left, um, or if they even asked for Billy Crudup to come back. You know, Billy Crudup is one of those people that's worked with Zack Snyder in the past, which may be why he got the job to begin with. Um, and I may be talking out of the side of my neck, but. I know I, I don't think people are going to are are going to lose a whole lot of sleep over uh, over Billy Crudup leaving. I, I like Billy Crudup well enough. I, I, I like Ron Livingston more. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I agree with that. And and to be honest, um, you know, I mean, it was a couple small scenes behind a plexiglass, you know, in a jail cell. So, you know. I don't know what kind of role he was supposed to have in this next feature. Maybe more acting behind the plastic. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if, you know, if they're going to have flashback sequences or forward where he's out of jail. I, I don't know. But um, I, 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 you know, it's hard to see Ron in jail <laughs> in my mind. But uh, uh, I could see Billy in jail a bit easier. But um, either way, I, I, I do like Ron quite a bit. And I think, you know, it'll be a, a seamless transition. One thing's for sure. There's no big blue dick attached to Billy Crudup. So we don't need no. him. Yeah, it's I true. don't need him. That's true. <laughs> Uh, uh, so along with this, uh, along with the, with the Flash movie news, um, uh, it looks like you know a lot of people reported that Michael Keaton was in on on returning as Batman in in the Flash movie. It turns out that Michael Keaton's actually still weighing in on whether he wants to do it or not. He went on to say that um, he needs a minute to think about it. Somewhere on my iPad is an iteration of the whole Flash thing that I haven't had time yet. So it seems like he hasn't even quite read the the script yet based on that comment. He also said the COVID thing has got me really concerned. Um, And then he's like, I'm not being cute. I'm not being coy. I'm Batman. I just really don't know whether or not he'll be involved or not. So it seems like we all we all had when is said this supposed a, to start filming. Uh, I, I had thought that they were that they were ready to start filming in late 2021. So um, and they are well, maybe they by are then filming. he'll feel a little bit more comfortable when maybe, uh, you know, I believe they were supposed to be filming in stuff. the UK for that as well. So 
Um, but hey, uh, you know, I, I hope that that he that he does. I don't want to say come to his senses, but I hope that he does decide that he indeed would like to do it instead. You know, uh, and and instead of you know playing it cautious. But I, I I but I don't blame him for playing it cautious either. You know, I want him in the movie. I think it's I think it's great. You and I did an entire uh, you know episode once where we talked about how great it would be to get Michael Keaton back as the elderly Bruce Wayne training someone else to be Terry McGinnis Batman for uh, a Batman Beyond and just having an older Bruce Wayne from the from the Burton verse. I was in love with that idea, but you know. At, at the risk of his health, you know, he's got to make the, the decision that's best for him. Um, the only thing Warner Brothers can do to help him make that decision is a truckload of money. Hubba, hubba, hubba. Money, money, money. Give it to him. You gave, fuck it. You yeah. gave Zack Snyder $70 million to make his cut. <laughs> Just give yeah. this man something to get him there to film this movie, please. Yeah, he needs to be in this. Next news story. All right, Jay, we did a news story uh, a couple weeks ago about Angel Manuel Soto, who is going to be who has been named as the director of the Blue Beetle film. Well, it seems like he's going to be awfully busy because he is now also going to be the director of the new Transformers movie, which will come out sometime reportedly after the Blue Beetle movie comes out. So, yeah, there you go. Okay. That's the thing. That's he, the thing. He had some success with his uh, with his teen drama, Charm City Kings, and it looks like that movie, the the Transformers movie, uh, will be written by Marco Ramirez, uh, who was the writer behind the Netflix Defenders mm. television series. Interesting. Yeah. So it's like you you decided to make Transformers more crappy, <laughs> did you? It doesn't matter because it's big robots punching each other. It's going to do great overseas. You don't care how it does in America, but I'm not interested. Like, I'm literally, like, as soon as I read this, I was like, huh, showrunner on the Defenders, huh? How did the Defenders work out? Oh, it was trash, right? Yeah, that was garbage. Poorly paced. Terrible. You know, it, 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 was, just, it was just awful. The acting was awful in it. And the showrunner is going to be writing Transformers, huh? I didn't like Transformers to begin with. Certainly don't care about it now. <laughs> <laughs> next news story RJ right, final news story I end up here uh, the reason I end here is because uh, it's a news story that you and I ha- had talked about before where there, it seemed like there were rumors rumblings of Sebastian Stan playing Mark Hamill well apparently all those fan rumors have made their way to Sebastian Stan and he has commented on it and he said if Mark Hamill calls me this is a direct quote if Mark Hamill calls me personally to tell me he feels inclined to share this role with me then i'll believe it luke we are what they grow beyond my only question is why isn't mark hamill on the phone right now calling him (laughs) yeah i think i think it will happen if mark talks to disney and they are on board with it as well i mean i mean previously all mark hamill has said was there is a likeness you know like that's right what, that's all he's kind of said was like which yeah, is true do it. which is true yeah. um but like you know look at look at this sebastian you know in the in the latest falcon and winter soldier series like he, he does look a little weathered um he does you know, uh, he's he's definitely aged a little bit and you right, know, but so what I Luke? think Luke has the similar facial uh, aging 
you know, let's call it qualities. <laughs> yeah. Um, and and as Mark, so you know, it's I think it is a fit. So Jay, I just sent you the picture. Uh, look at it now and tell me like they don't at least look like father and son. It, it is amazing. It's really <laughs> it's astonishing. It really is. Relatives for sure. Uh, Mark, pick up the phone. Give him a call. Come on. He, yeah. He'll take pick the role if you tell pick him. It yeah, he's allowed to. So that's going to do it for our news this week. But we're not done yet because we got our trailer park breakdown for James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Cut the beat and let the music play. No trailer park. Shout out to Dave and Jay. I don't serve, but there's a new wave. We've been on this choice. God save the right style. I don't want to flow until I know that the bass drop. First thing about James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, Red Band trailer. First off, Warner Brothers, very smart, getting out there with the Red Band, uh, saying essentially, like, no, this is rated R. You know, this this is... We're we're not pulling punches here. This is no PG thirteen. We're not dancing around the the the, the language and the blood and the, everything. These are bad guys working for a anti hero organization. They're going to be doing bad things and expect that. And the trailer definitely delivers that. Also has a great song for it, which I think is perfect for the suicide. I'm a fool to do your dirty work. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It is. It is a good song choice. Catchy. It's catchy. You know the deal. Successfully complete the mission, you get 10 years off your sentence. You fail to follow my orders in any way. And I detonate the explosive device in the base of your skull. So this is the famous Suicide Squad. Any questions? Hand. Yes, that is your hand. Very good. We're all gonna die. I hope so. Oh, for fuck's sake. Here's the deal. We fail the mission, you die. If we find out any information you give us is false, you die. If we find out you have personalized license plates, you die. What? No. If you cough without covering your mouth. Harley, although that isn't an open invitation for you to cough without covering your mouth. What's the plan? What the hell am I supposed to know? You're the leader. You're supposed to be decisive. And I've decided that you should eat a big bag of dicks. If this whole beach was completely covered in dicks, and somebody said I'd eat every dick until the beach was clean for liberty, I would say no problem. Why would someone put penises all over the beach? Who knows why madmen do what they do? This is suicide. Well, that's kind of our thing. We've got a freaking kaiju up in this shit. I saw this twice, and the first time I watched it, I didn't like it. And I guess maybe because it was a bit jarring and so much more different than the first one, but also so over the top, like, look, we're trying to be funny and rated R now. You know, it, it was a little too, like, in your face about it in a very corny kind of way. And some things landed, some things didn't land. The second viewing. Um, you know, more of the jokes kind of landed the tone of the movie. Um, I was able to di- digest a little bit better. 
And uh, you know, overall, I would say I'm 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 cautiously optimistic. You know, fair. Um, I'm, it still did not blow me away or get me overly excited. That's where I am. You know, I would say that. Like, you know, when I watched it, like, sure, I enjoyed the trailer. I enjoyed it fine, but I'm still excited for it in the same reasons I was excited for it before I saw this trailer. I'm excited for the cast, who sure. I think is 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 great. I'm excited for for the director and, and the writer, James Gunn. I think James Gunn um, d- does ensemble really well, and I love and his the brand potential of humor. for great spontaneity that you will, yeah, exactly. you know, which is one of those great things about this kind of. Potential with French with this kind of franchise, a la right. Guardians and I, such. I, I wanted mean, to see this before the trailer. Walking away from the trailer, I there was no point where I was like, "Oh man, this is going to be good." You know what I mean? Like, right. I, at no point was I like, "This is going to be real good." I can't wait for it. But at the same time, I had a few yucks with the trailer, especially yeah. with John Cena, who yeah, I knew was going to be great. Yeah. With John Cena, you know, giving that whole speech about about dicks on the beach, <laughs> and he would eat every single one of those dicks if it was for freedom, and he was ordered to. <laughs> Without batting an eye, yeah, absolutely, and it was it was great. It, it was it was great hearing that. Yeah. I, I I think he's gonna be my uh, one of my favorites. I think I think Warner Brothers made the right move uh, by saying by by they probably have seen dailies from this, saw John Cena's performance, and went that's who we build a television series off of. So the Peacemaker television series will reportedly take place sometime after this film, and it will follow John Cena's character, and we'll have some of the other the Suicide Squad characters blending in and out of it reportedly yeah. so and there's a lot I, I, again there's a lot of fucking characters in this movie though it's it's a ton it's daunting. a ton yeah i worry that there won't be enough time for anyone to shine like i i, I really do think that this movie is going to really hinge on uh on on kinnaman's uh rick flag on john cena on on the already established margot robbie as harley quinn and on idris elba's blood sport so like i you know i think like jock courtney will have a few moments in it like michael rooker might have a few moments in it nathan filion who's certainly in there uh because he's friends with james gunn but but you know he's playing tdk who people think is uh the detachable kid or uh arm fall off boy or whatever the fuck his name was in the comics um you know but i i don't think like pete davidson's gonna have a large role i i, I think david uh Desmalchin will be there a little bit weasel will be there for a little bit but they do really want you to know that everybody is expendable here like ev- everybody except for like these main like four characters are probably pretty expendable and I-, I didn't get that really from the trailer uh but what i do got get from the trailer jay and th- tell me if you picked up on this we knew that Sylvester stallone was in this movie have you figured out who he's playing yet i think the shark he is the voice of king shark yes <laughs> if you couldn't tell when he was like and <laughs> yeah that's he is the voice of King Shark. And then reportedly Taika Watiti is also in this, but I didn't hear Taika Watiti's voice in this trailer at all. So I think that he is playing the large kaiju that we saw at the end. So we'll get into my breakdown of it here. So obviously the Suicide Squad is in what looks like Corto Maltese, which is a city that we, uh, which is a country that we heard mentioned uh, way back when in Frank Miller's The Dark Knight Returns. It also gets a mention in Tim Burton's The Batman. It's this. It's this country essentially like Madripoor is in 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 Marvel, where. All the ne'er-do-wells, all your baddies, they, they have almost like free reign to go to this country and do and do whatever they want. It's a way that DC can essentially say Cuba without 
saying Cuba, <laughs> but it's it's somewhere in the in the uh, in the South Atlantic, uh, somewhere in like that area between South America and the Caribbean. Like it's it's in that general region of the world, um, and. So they're going there and they are rescuing Harley Quinn. Why she's imprisoned, I'm I'm not quite sure, but it does appear that this is taking place sometime after Birds of Prey. It seems like DC is following a linear line. This is also taking place after the Justice League, the Zack Snyder Justice League, which canonically for Warner Brothers ends at that moment that the Justice League is staring at Darkseid as that portal closes. And then we have the epilogue with all those characters, with the exception of Martian Manhunter coming down and talking to Bruce Wayne and the the nightmare future uh, scenes. Everything else in that movie would essentially be considered canon from what I'm hearing. So this takes place somewhere after Justice League, after Birds of Prey. And then, you know, it we, we kind of like get this idea that like they're, they're building a larger team this time because they're not just going in covertly uh, and taking this someone out. They are going in and they are trying to essentially overthrow a, a government, it looks like to me anyway. Um, but it looks like they're also going to have like escalating reasons for being there. Like first they're at Corto Maltese to rescue Harley Quinn, who was presumably sent there by Amanda Waller for some reason and or another, which is going to lead them to the thinker um, who, you know, we, we see him, we see him here with uh, all the bulbs sticking out of him and everything like that. Looking very much like the comic book version of the thinker. He's being played by Dr. Who actor uh, Peter Capaldi. And then uh, that's going to lead them to like their next villain, which is, which is someone else. And so it's going to be like escalating returns at, with their time in Corto Maltese. And then we finally get the appearance of the quote-unquote kaiju at the end, which is Starro. Starro is a giant uh, parasitic alien life form that essentially has the ability to suction cup to your face and control your actions and replace your mind. That just happens to look like a starfish. Now, like in one of his earliest stories, uh, he actually, when he came to Earth, he kind of like imbued other starfish around him, like three other starfish, with the exact same power that he had uh and then he used those starfish uh to essentially detonate a nuclear bomb and absorbed their energy so we may be seeing something similar to that in the suicide squad uh given that we have a giant starro creature kind of like jumping around on the um or uh, 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 smashing things and everything like that um and it kind of uh, i was thinking like because it's taking place in corto maltese and that's kind of like this 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 kind of allegory for Cuba, maybe just maybe we're getting a very similar story here uh, where they're kind of going after possibly a nuclear weapon that Starro has detonated and absorbed the energy of giving him that, that larger than life appearance that he has there, whatever the reason they are there for in the beginning will be to lead them down this road to find out that Starro is actually behind it all. Uh, mm. And I believe that Taika Watiti will be the voice of Starro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's fitting. I <laughs> so, think so I just didn't like the way it looked. No, oh god, no! That star uh, looked fucking it looked terrible. Very didn't bad, it? really weird, uh, wrong coloring. I mean, every, and especially oh, if no, you're no, trying the, the to coloring be a spot fucking, on. I'm going to be honest with you. For comic book coloring, that's that's spot well, on for a star. <laughs> I still don't like it. But anyway, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't look good at all. Not in my no. mind. No, like, look, like, I'm I'm a defender of Birds of Prey. I thought Birds of Prey had a lot of fun to it. I know it's one of the least liked DC movies um, of, of recent times, but I, I liked it. I think, you know, this here um, looks like a better caliber movie than that, which has me excited. You know, I think I think there's a lot of fun to be had here. Um, I, I definitely look forward to seeing, you know, a, a lot of these. Uh, you know, I think Suicide Squad is, is is being built off of built off of a series of moments, right? The, these jokes, these action, these action moments and stuff like that. But, you know, don't get it twisted. Like James Gunn's really good at writing emotion into these moments as well, uh, as seen by, you know, the, the end fight scene, you know, the, the, the finale of guardians of the galaxy Two, uh, the finale of guardians of the galaxy one, um, and, and movies like super, uh, which he's written and directed as well. So like he, he's also really good at bringing that emotion to it as well. So, I really do look forward to to this movie. I just don't think that this time around with this trailer, they've really sold me on it as of, as of yet. If if I, all I knew about it was based on this trailer alone, I would be like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm 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 actually pretty happy this is coming to HBO Max before it goes to theaters in August. Yeah, I w- I wouldn't go out of my way to uh, the theater to watch this one. I would be perfectly content staying home watching it on HBO. Yeah, for sure. But I you know I. I, I do like what I'm seeing so far. I'm just not like overly impressed where I'm just like, man, I really can't. My my you know, my calendar is marked, right? I'm ready for it. We'll get we'll get more trailers coming down and of course there will be more interviews with James Gunn and with with the cast and stuff like that. Little nuggets of information of things that are to come in this movie will drop. And I do look forward to that. Um but after watching John Cena in this and and kind of laughing right along with Peacemaker, I got to say, man, I do look forward to the HBO Max Peacemaker TV series. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Um, uh, I, I just like this idea of a douchebag Captain America, essentially. Uh <laughs> existing within this world but that's gonna do it for super movie brothers this time around i want to thank all of you guys for listening and of course if we said anything during this episode that you would like to comment on reach out to us on the social medias you can reach me on twitter at super movie pod i am on twitter j underscore smb Instagram, Super Movie Bros, and on Facebook, Super Movie Bros Podcast. And then, of course, I am also on Instagram. You can check me out at SMB Dave on there. We are part of a network. We are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network. So if you want to listen to all the other shows that are part of the Age of Radio Podcasting Network or check out the Super Movie Brothers page over there where you can listen to every episode of Super Movie Bros that's available, head over to ageofradio.org. And, of course, we do have a Patreon, all of our pre-roll content some exclusive top fives and other uh, material that me and Jay record winds up going to our patrons on a monthly basis. You can head over to patreon.com slash super movie bros podcast there for just $1 a month. You can get all the additional content. I want to thank all of you for listening. Have a great one. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.